Beste ervaring. You are listening to That Digital Show APAC, a business podcast presented by Google Cloud to help organizations innovate and grow value in the Asia-Pacific region. Episode 27, how Korean Air pivoted to new ways of working and customer expectations in travel. Today, we'll discuss how Korean Air navigated the new normal and how they leverage digital transformation to adapt to the future of travel in an ever-changing landscape. Welcome to That Digital Show, APAC, and it is so great to have Korean Air and Kenneth Chang, Executive Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer. Kenny, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be on the show. Thank you. Maybe uh, tell us a bit about yourself and perhaps what is your latest digital download as well? I joined Korean Air six years ago as a CIO. I've been working on the digital transformation, especially with the cloud migrations and digital transformation adoptions of the past six years. And about two years back, I got promoted to chief marketing officer, looking at both IT, marketing, distributions, and any, any other non-revenue generators, so per se, costing organizations. And ever since then, um, we've been really driving uh, the changes in Korean Air with full force moving ahead. And the latest uh, activity that I've been working on is how to really reduce Microsoft from our house and our footprint. That would be the, probably the biggest digital transformation that we're working on now. The reason I say that is there's a lot of dependency on Microsoft everywhere we go. And we're trying to really convert the existence of the behaviors and way we used to work using that specific product to really change our mindset to be more collaborative and be more agile and really work and adapt to the what the workspace brings us. That's my latest project that we've been pushing for. Great. And, and how about your latest download then? Our latest download is, you're talking about from a book perspective or? Sure. I just le- I read bits and pieces of the articles. The latest I really read, it's been about patience because I think digital transformation, even though it needs to move fast, is so I try to rely my knowledge and my experience or my strategy and my peace of mind from a non-technology book. And my wife kind of presented to me, said, peace of mind, and it's probably unknown author to everyone, but it tells me about how to control my own eager, my pace, my temper, and really try to um, be an adult and listen to the surroundings. <laughs> There's an old prayer, God give me patience, but give it to me right now. <laughs> Something like that. Anyway. So, true. so I pray for that every Sunday, but it has not really worked. As soon as I step into my office on Monday morning at 7.45, that just goes away. The only one with any patience in this modern world are doctors, right, Kenny? Yeah, very, very true, yes. yes. Kenny, it's so great to meet you. It's really exciting to hear about what you are doing with the digital transformation, but I was wondering if we can take a step back and just uh, think to the pre-pandemic times and, and maybe you can reflect on what your operations were like at that time and what kind of impact did COVID-19 have on the Korean Air and the crew? Because obviously airline industry has been incredibly impacted and then all of a sudden had to scale up really quickly as well. The pandemic was probably hard on everyone, just like everyone else in every other industry. Airline industry was very difficult for us to survive through. So prior pandemic, we had the pleasure to take our time and try to change process at a time. 
If we need to change it, we'll change it. If it's not, then we're back to the old. So Karina has been around for 53 years. It was found with a mindset of safety first. And we'll never forget that because we're actually dealing with passenger lives. Having said that, safety and digital transformation really does not coexist so well. But with the pandemic, we never anticipated the massive amount of changes that would bring to the Korean air. I think especially in the industry as well. Our capacity was reduced by 95%, which means we had 100 passengers. Next day, we only had five on the plane. Changes that we made was that we had to be more agile. So we had to be mobile. Then we had to think out of the box and we really to make, trick, make changes based on the data points, not based on experience on the market. The reason I say this is that we were unfortunate enough that COVID brought us uncertainty, which means we had half the employees taking time off. We had 80% of the planes parked on the runways. We had half the, um, the crews, especially the cabin crew and the pilot crews, taking leaves, but they could not be on a full-time leave because they had to be continuously certified. So our cost was going up while our revenue was reducing. Well, we need to look at the data facts to see where we can actually take the advantage of and try to really be there at the end of the tunnel, which means have the company be surviving at the end of the pandemic. Yeah, you, you kind of anticipated some of my sub-questions in terms of what measures you've taken. But now, all of a sudden, it looks like you are operating at almost 100% capacity again and going back to full service. How did you manage to do that? And does ensuring employee mobility help do that? Actually, it did. Like I said, Korean Air is a very traditional company where we had 53 old processes. And we never thought about working from home until the pandemic. But we were lucky enough to meet Google back in 2018. So we already had the platform and just needed to change the process and push it out. The pandemic forced us to do that in, in, in overnight. So we had all the infrastructure ready there. We had all the portfolios, all the laptops, reached out to employees and have them start working. While doing that, while working remotely for a year, it gives us the momentum to really say, hey, let's look at what other areas can improve. And one of the things that we improved was we actually converted the passenger planes to cargo planes because our cargo business was booming up due to you know, the vaccine carrying and the test kits. So the pandemic brought us a different set of revenue generating streams that we really would have never been able to do so unless we had the mobility and the agile data points and the actions to make the decisions uh, at the drop of the back. You know what they say, in every challenge there's an opportunity and it seems like you really seized the moment. Are there specific learnings or anecdotes you'd like to share in terms of the experience? So through this experience, one of the things that we learned a lot is there's an uncertainty can always like to bring new opportunities. But we always took that for granted because regular schedules, regular practices and regular days at work gets the people into a regular practical mode. Even the IT road, the digital changes and all of the external factors were evolving. We as a company won because we were very comfortable with what we were doing. Data is like NPS, which is net promoter scores, which we surveyed through customers, showed us how we are performing. We had a data points about the revenue streams where it's coming from, how we contracted the, uh, our opportunities, how our employees were being scheduled to fly. 
So we took all these data points and we'll be able to look at what's working and what's not working. The things that we took for granted was really the pivotal point for us to really change and, and really look at you know, areas that improve and, and try to survive at the end. Yeah, and, and as all those changes were happening, obviously the waters were shifting internally. Presumably from the IT perspective, you're also looking at digital transformation and shifting away from your legacy systems. How did you shift staff mindsets in the process as the changes went, as obviously security was important and keeping customers first at the same time? How did you keep the staff and the mindshare collaborative with that change? That's a very tough question. And I think I'm sure my employees could probably have a different answer than I do. But as a leader, I think I need to show by example. I need to show them a vision. So what I did is when I first joined Korean Air, I showed them one year, three year, five year vision in terms of what we're going to be, where we need to start, why we need to start, and when we're going to start. Based on that strategy, we defined a set of team or members that formed a task force that really saw the same vision as I did. And we really worked on the plan at a granular level. And then we took smaller chunks. So I wanted to build confidence. So we took very quick wins. So we took a teething issue. For example, we had a lot of um, teething issues like Korea and Korea, you get your meals as a part of the benefits. And because we're an airline, we have people working on stations, airports, back office, and the maintenance air everywhere. And we work with caterers to feed all of them. And if they can't get fed, we're not doing our job, right? We can't expect <laughs> An army munches on its stomach, right? Yeah. And, you know, hungry employees, not, not a scene that you want to see, right? It becomes 12. So we needed to digitalize this because everyone was not really having the, the processes where they were getting their meals given to them at a the time or given based on their choices, even though we had the data set. So we actually took this teething issue, developed an app, within two weeks and rolled it out. We took very small pieces to show them what the digital transforms really means. Of course, we went through a lot of training as well. And then while doing that, we trained not only the IT, but we trained our business leaders. We started brainwashing them in terms of why we're doing this, why we need to do it. Because our CEO had the vision of us becoming the most loved airline. And in order to be the most loved airline, it means you have to have customers who are happy, those two, Who's going to make the customer happy? It's going to be the employees. So we need to make sure the employees are happy. We had to listen. They were dying to work from home. They were dying to do a lot of work off their mobile phones like they do when they leave work. We took one of those pieces of information, um, built it into our strategy. Once we felt it was a good strategy and good plan in place and we had enough quick wins, for concepts, then we started rolling. We started pushing out as quickly as possible. So we transformed all our data center. So from an on-premise to cloud, 100% pure cloud within three years. And that included working with Google Workspaces as a part of our daily office suites. Music to Dragana's ears as a, as a workspace leader within cloud. It is always good to hear how people can connect, obviously, employee satisfaction with customer satisfaction. Why don't we shift a little bit of focus on your customers and, and some of the trends that you've seen because, you know, the operations have resumed over the past few months. The travelers have new needs. COVID is still around, so people are excited and want to travel. 
but airfares have gone up. There's also some flare-ups around the world where people find it more difficult to manage their plans. And what is Korean Air doing to address those concerns uh, and help ease travelers' woes? When the pandemic started, we always thought about what the new norm was going to be, and we tried to paint the path for us to be there and how we're going to be there. But actually, now with the disruption coming towards the end, hopefully, or with actually really, really trickling down, we've definitely made a mistake in our thinking that new normal is going to be going back to where it was. If you look at customer patterns now, people are willing to travel on a higher classes, willing to pay more to get more spaces, to get better service with more rooms for sudden changes. The person that flew the most cheapest ticket prior to the pandemic is now willing to pay more for the business ticket because of uncertainty in the schedule. Second, because they believe they deserve it after two years of lockdown. Third is that they felt that, hey, there's nothing to life than just really enjoying it, right? It really changed how we needed to really schedule our planes, we had to realign our, uh, you know, the large fleets compared to the mid-sized and smaller fleets to some, some of the routes. We never anticipate to bring back the A380s as quickly as we can because the demands have changed. So what Korean is doing is we're looking at these data points as to why they're doing it. A lot of people think the price has gone up, but prices has not come up. It's just been exposing the higher classes of tickets that they were never really had to buy before. We're trying to ensure that we communicate this to the customers so that they don't feel like they're getting robbed of higher prices. But if they may pay that much prices, higher price, we're doing whatever we can to give them a better service. One example is now we see a pattern in, in cabin where when people got on the plane, they took their welcoming drink and then an hour later, they took their meal and they mostly went to sleep. Now, almost 90% of them are not sleeping. They're eating, they want snacks, they want to enjoy the entertainment, they want different services. So we actually had to change a lot of our menus. We had to add more snacks, we had to add more cycles of, of beverage services. And it, it just becomes a different way of traveling. So maybe uh, you can share with us how you are using innovation to improve your travelers' experience to lift customer satisfaction levels to a whole new height because it seems people really are seeing air travel not just as a need, but an entertainment factor, really. Right. So I think you bring up a very interesting point. And I travel to Europe probably once a month, at least. And I was a victim of the lost baggage out of one of the airports in Europe. Ethereum? Luckily, I work for an airline, so I found, found it in like four days. But airports are trying to do whatever they really can with understaffing. If you look into the industry, on a normal cycle, when there is a regular schedule of flights going in and out, it's flawless execution by everyone, from the, the checking clerks to the security to the baggage handlers and all the, all the partner ecosystem. Once a stream breaks down and that water flow breaks, meaning if there's a flight that's delayed for six hours, that means the crew that's supposed to work on, the ground crew that's working on the next flight needs to stay with this. So that trickles a domino effect. And with less people at the airports right now, because 
the recovery has gone faster than what we could hire. To work in the airport, you need to at least be trained like three, three months to get certifications. There's a lot of safety and security related factors that, that deals with industry. We're trying to help all possible partners as much as we can so that they can, you know, all of our passengers, regardless of Korean Air or not, uh, that they can have a, a better experience travel. But having said that, with the digital, how we're trying to uh, change this to help the experiences that, for example, like I lost my luggage. I didn't know I lost it in time. Korean Air, we rolled out a, a new capability, or we just rolled out a new um, dot-com and mobile app that has a capability of telling you if your bag, where your baggage are, it's been loaded to the plane. Not only out of our interim, but through all airports that we service. We actually took our old PDAs, built an API um, that uses either Wi-Fi or, or local mobile you know, services and pushed that information to the app. One thing that we realized that uh, most of customers who are not using Korean as a normal airline really does not use the app. They rely on emails or SMS as an information. So we're actually expanding that capability to the emails and SMS. So, for example, simple as a luggage, we'll know if luggage made it to the plane. So right before plane takes off, if you don't get a message, you know your plane's not on, then you can actually you know, start beating on the purser. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Ask the purser <laughs> questions, ask as the users. And they'll be able to trace that bag using their PDAs to see where it is. So those digitally were really helping to try to calm the passengers and build the trust in them. So it's all about bringing the data that we had and integrating and connecting the dots. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I think you're right. I, I, I'm flying to Bali next and I don't, everything's on email. I'm not using the app really. So great, great. Right, right. As far as sustainability, of course, during lockdown, Kenny, globally, people really became concerned about more, even more so about the climate, pollution, sustainability mm. in general, but yet, I think I was reading an FT article just yesterday about how inflation and the increased gas prices are actually now putting downward pressure on that same thinking. So there's this a bit of confusion almost in consumers. How are you addressing sustainability initiatives with all of these sort of competing priorities in mind? It's one of our top. So our zero priority is safety. And, you know, number one priority is service level. We call it the uh, innovation excellence. And then we talk about the environmental. So environmental sustainability, like next to no one in terms of thinking about this every day. And one of the ways we realized was that if we can reduce the usage of the fuel, um, that really helps the environment and try to figure out how to fly in the most optimal routes. So we spend a lot of time analyzing our flight patterns and we work with partners, software partners that can actually analyze flight patterns that would create exceptions um, we took out, take those exceptions and try to figure out the most best, best route possible. But while doing that, what company as a the company as a whole are investing is we're investing in the new planes. So Korean Air has a 15-year retirement. So you know, we only we have a 15-year cycle for our planes. So far, I think we're going to go a little bit shorter than that. So we've just been working with our OEMs to bring in be more fuel efficient. The plane's faster. We're stepping away from the most the largest airplane. Try hopefully step away from the you know the dual engine, so which means four engine planes, into more efficient. We actually brought in three uh, mid-sized planes that can fly three hours longer 
and obtain the fuel science. So we're making a lot of capital investment into creating the new plans just to ensure that not only cost the savings, but also actually really being part of the, the one of the leaders in sustainability. Second is we're recycling everything that we have within the cabin. So we take some of the seeds, we donate those to make, you know, the cottons, and we may recycle to make t-shirts, bags, and then donate to the unfortunates and stuff like that. So we're trying to do whatever we can to recycle as much as we can and use less. And we stop using a lot of plastic on your paper products and in the plants as well. We've gone through COVID. We talked about what happened before COVID. What is your view on the future of travel and airline industry in terms of what do you see as future trend uh, for the travelers as well as the airline industry? And what are you the most excited about? Or do you have any concerns with respect to what you anticipate in the future? Um, one thing that I'm sure is that I can't predict the future at all. Because when we thought about the new norm, we were actually, I personally was wrong. Now it's all about getting to know the customer. I think every single one of them has a different priorities. Most of them before prior pandemic was when they planned for a family trip, it, it was something that more economic or that could, you know, they can actually spend, spread out the money and through travel and different expenses. But now it's different. It's more on safety, health, cautious. They'll rather travel one time less than before, but they'll have to travel and much as secure enough. In order to understand those patterns, it's not for everyone, but the majority, we really want to understand each customer for who they are. So in current year, right now, we're working on a data lake and data analysis engine that's called OneID. That's going to map a 53-year-old existing data. And I used to be Korean custom for the past 20 years before I joined Korean. They have my data and, and really look at my pattern and really try to understand who I am and what my desires could be. So it's all about coming down to really using your data to understand your customer, try to provide the service that they're anticipating. And if we're wrong, they can tell us and we'll fix it. But it's not about pricing war any longer. I think it's, a, it's about really understanding the individuals who they are. So I'm very excited. But on the other hand, I'm really scared because I think if everyone starts doing that, are we going to start freaking people out saying we know them too much? So we're trying to ensure the security, private policy, all the governance on the data is intact so that we only look at them as a penny and know nothing else about them except penny likes specific food. Uh, he just wants to be left alone with him playing, stuff like that. So we don't want to know anything personal about him. We just want to know what he likes when he flies. So we're trying to really be careful as to how much of the data that we use. Absolutely brilliant. Korean air soaring to new heights, powered by data. I love that, Kenny. Thank you so much for joining mm. us. It's been great getting to talk through some of the things, the exciting initiatives that you're doing with Korean Air. And uh, I'm sure our audience enjoyed that too. Well, thank you for the opportunity to uh, meet you guys. And I hope everyone stays really safe. Be together to tackle over this disruption. And hopefully the disruption will end very shortly so that we all can see each other in person, right? May your luggage be safe. <laughs>
Thank you. Yeah, I mean, and it's great because in a way we learn how to savor the moments. So, so thank you so much for this, and looking forward to many more moments where we can reflect on new developments that are hopefully going to be much better than the last two years. Thanks again, Kevin. All right, thank you so much.